What's up, hockey fans, and welcome back to the Good Goal Podcast. This is episode 37. I'm Christian Brady from Clemson, South Carolina. Also in Clemson is Matt Tiart with his Clemson ice hockey shirt on and the flashing colors again, but at least it's not that bad because orange and red is worse than purple and blue. So So I have the coveted orange polo in my closet. I went to grab it. I'm like, you know what? Christian's going to give me crap. And also blue and red make purple. So that's true. You know. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Special shout out to Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my pre pre pod snack sponsor us. Um, yeah. Funny story. About, yeah. Okay. Good. Well, it's not that funny. It might be funny. Uh, me and Christian are leaving class today. Uh, in the middle of class, Clemson has these like purge sirens that go off, and then there's this guy's voice, and he's like, "Storm incoming! Please get inside." And our professor, I, she's from Penn State, so she's never heard him, and she's like, "What? What the hell is going? Like, is everything okay?" We're like, "Yeah, they used to, this happens all the time." So we walk out of class. It is dumping rain, and Christian has about three tenths of a mile walk back to his dorm i have about a half a mile walk to my car so we just got soaked uh my roommate thomas shout out to thomas he was ready with a beach towel for me when i walked in the door but it was bad my shirt was a different color when i got back to my room than it was when i left so yeah if which it was a nice anything. purple i complimented christian on his shirt today <laughs> it's a nice shirt yeah yeah hopefully it's not ruined forever i think it'll be fine so today in class, we talked about um, gender and how gender plays a role in sports. Um, so that is my transition into our first topic. Nice. Christian, take it away. Okay, the National Women's Hockey League, their semifinals and finals, which is called the Isabel Cup. They're happening this weekend in Brighton, Mass. It's about 20 minutes north of myself, not now, but where I live, at the Warrior Ice Arena, which is the home of the Boston Pride, which is one of the four teams remaining. It's also the Bruins practice arena. It's beautiful. It's brand new. Really, really nice. Hopefully they're letting fans in there. I know on March 23rd, I think the date was that TD Garden was allowed to start letting fans in. So hopefully they can get, you know, at least like 150, 200 fans in there to add a little noise to the arena. But either way, it's going to be exciting and it's airing on NBC Sports. The semifinals will be tomorrow night, I believe at five and eight, or maybe it's four and seven. And it's the Boston Pride versus the Toronto Six. And then the Connecticut Whale against the Minnesota Whitecaps. The winners will play for the Isabel Cup finals. All of it, like I said, on NBC Sports. Should be a lot of fun. The NWHL has picked up a lot of traction this season, mostly because they just partnered with NBC Sports to get the word out. They're doing well on social media. So this should be a fun tournament. Um. Like all women's sports, how you really – it's unfortunate um, that we even have to, like, talk about women's sports, like, gaining momentum. But um, that how they gain momentum is to do well nationally, like, U- to represent USA, get people on board, and then start their own league. That's how the women's national team in soccer did it. They started their own league, the NWSL, I believe. And now with – uh, U.S. women's winning the Olympic gold a couple years back. Now the NWHL is like becoming a thing. Plus the names are sick. Boston Pride, Toronto Six, yeah. Connecticut Whale, obviously for the Hartford Whalers. The Minnesota Toronto is, Toronto is called the Six, and I only know that because of Drake, but <laughs> but because like that's their area code or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's a great name. The Whitecaps is a great name. Connecticut Whale in honor of the Whalers. Yeah, it's just awesome. Anyway, so tune in for that. And, uh, you know, it's exciting uh, that hockey in general is building um, and that the women's yeah, the women's game is finally getting some recognition on national good on TV. Them. So. Good on them for starting, I mean, starting a league in a time like this. I think the league has existed, but they really have put most of their effort in in the past year. And starting a league at this time has proven to be almost impossible. We've seen the XFL try to restart, and it failed. The AAF tried to start. That failed. Um, 
God, so many. <laughs> There's the fan controlled football league right now, which I cannot imagine is doing well. Except <laughs> but Johnny Manziel and Josh yeah. Gordon. So <laughs> yeah. Um and even like within hockey, the USHL went bankrupt first before they, you know, finally picked it up and started a league which is semi-successful nowadays. It's feeding a lot into the NHL, but starting a sports league is unbelievably difficult. So yeah. No uh, matter um, men or women, so good on them. You know, and it's kind of a double-sided coin because the, they gained a lot of their momentum through COVID. Um, and, you know, the pot, the silver lining is that there were no sports on. So, like, um, you know, once sports come back, it's like, let's focus on that. Like, mm-hmm. fans will take what they can get. So, um, which is a poor way to put it. But anyway, yeah. No, yeah, you're right, though. Okay. In some other non-NHL hockey news, the NCAA hockey tournament is the men's tournament is starting tomorrow. The women's tournament already happened. Wisconsin defeated Northeastern two to one in overtime to win the national championship. Uh, it was so depressing because the the winning goal went in from behind the net off of a defenseman. I can't even imagine how she feels because I mean. You don't want to blame her, but if she's not there, the goal is just straight. It doesn't go in. So it's not her fault. But uh, that's it's tough because it's, it's not a seven-game series. So this is like game seven right. every time to win the Stanley Cup. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Wisconsin's such a powerhouse. So yeah, it's not to, like if that goal doesn't go in, they probably find another way to score. I think right. this is like their third title in five years. And um, Northeastern sort of bursts onto the scene this season, which is yeah. cool for them. So good for so, them. It's kind of like back. how it reminds me of Alabama when Clemson first played them. They beat us in 2015, and we, like, had to keep coming back. I imagine Northeastern is going to be that way, and, you know, we might get a rematch next year. But Wisconsin yeah, will definitely be there. It's that narrative across sports where there's, like, that one team you have to overcome before you – like, they talk about a lot in the last dance with the, the Bulls having to overcome the Pistons and the Pistons, Pistons having to overcome, overcome the Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the same exact thing, and we're going to have to see that this year as somebody is going to have to beat Minnesota Duluth if they're going to win the national championship, and Duluth has won in the past two years. So going for a third in a row as Minnesota Duluth, they are one of five teams in this 16-team tournament coming out of Minnesota. Uh, there are four Massachusetts teams and two Michigan teams, and those are the three states that sort of battle each other for the hockey capital of the United States. The USA Hockey is headquartered in Ann Arbor, Michigan, so I think that probably settles the debate as much as I would like Massachusetts to be the number one. But, yeah, Minnesota Duluth, Bemidji State, Minnesota State, Minnesota, and St. Cloud State are all from Minnesota. And then BC, BU, UMass, and American International College, which is in Springfield, and that's a Division II school whose only Division I program is hockey, which is awesome mm-hmm. to me. Um, there's several schools think, in Pennsylvania that do that with wrestling because Pennsylvania yeah. is like Pennsylvania and Iowa, like the wrestle wrestling capitals. Um, it makes me so, think yeah. of Salve Regina, which is in Newport, Rhode Island, and their only division one sport is crew. No sailing, which is like, of course, because Newport, the America's cup is in Newport. It's just known for its sailing. So I don't know. I think that's funny. That's is that near Cape Cod or uh, not, not even really. close? Okay. No, it's it's like the south south corner of Rhode Island. Okay, yeah, I know. I Rhode Island geography. I mean, I know Providence is there. That's all I know. Yeah, so. I mean, Rhode Island doesn't really have geography. It's kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's so small. All right, all right. So uh, what we want to do is we're gonna pick our frozen four i almost said final four but it's called the frozen four so we're going to pick our frozen four as it stands there are 16 teams in the tournament set to begin tomorrow at 4 p.m so i'm excited to watch these they're all on national tv so it's going to be as of of this recording so tomorrow being friday march 26th yeah we don't know when this is quite going to come out so i'll start with my frozen four uh looking at the bracket we're starting in the top left i'm going to go with North Dakota out of that. They're the number one ranked team in the country. So I'm taking them out of that bracket. I'm going to stick with my guys, UMass, the Minutemen. 
Boston College, who already have a win, so good for them. They beat Notre Dame prematurely protocols. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then from the top right, I'm going to go with Minnesota. So only one Minnesota. upset in Massachusetts. Um, I have North Dakota in the top left. They're going to overcome Minnesota Duluth. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll pick my winner after Matt gives me his Frozen Four. All right, so my Frozen Four. April 8th is the Frozen Four semifinals uh, in PPJ Paints in Pittsburgh, and then the National Championships April 10th, also in Pittsburgh. Um, Minnesota Duluth is, like, crawling into this uh, chase for a three-peat at 14 and 10. So I don't see them making it very far. I think North Dakota – the overall one seed takes the Fargo uh, side of the bracket. Um, as far as facing North Dakota, I think I'm going to go with uh, – it's going to be UMass-Wisconsin in the quarterfinals, and I, I don't want to pick UMass, but I'm going to. <laughs> okay. So North Dakota-UMass on the top side of the bracket, and on the bottom side, I'm going to go with uh, – Minnesota, uh, the number three seed, and St. Cloud State yeah. is going to be the the underdog for me. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my Frozen Four. Having to overcome two Boston teams is St. Cloud State, uh, but they have the coolest jerseys in college. No, sorry, the North Dakota Sioux jerseys. I don't know if you know these, Matt. They're so cool. St. Cloud Sioux, State is in second. Two um, Falls. For, yes. That's where Mark T.R. was born. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. No idea. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, those are awesome Dad. Yeah. Dad, I guess Dad's like a – I mean, there's no college hockey in Virginia. So, I mean, there's like D3 club. So, I guess he's a North Dakota fan. So, it works yeah. out for him. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, Zach Parise went there. I don't know. Their why. jerseys are sick anyway with the ND. I mean, it kind of – I mean, college, like hockey Dame, has, but... college hockey has the coolest jerseys. I mean, have you if you've seen the minute the Michigan Mays jerseys, they're unreal. Quinnipiac mm-hmm. um, has some yellow jerseys. Minnesota State, I think, is purple and gold, which is a sick color combination. I mean, college hockey has awesome jerseys. So at least put on the game for a couple of minutes to look at the jerseys. All right. So you went first, uh, picking the Frozen Four. I'm going to go first yeah. and picking the national championship. Cool. Um, so I got, I got Minnesota beating St. Cloud state on the bottom of the bracket. I think, nice. you know, they'll make a Cinderella run. Uh, not really though. Cause they're a really good team, but so I got Minnesota, the three seed going to the national championship and North, North Dakota, um, making it as well. And Don't North Dakota know. win. North Dakota wins it all. Nice. I was going to pick North Dakota to win it all, so I'll change it. Um, North Don't Dakota do is going to. We'll North put a Dakota, lot of money on it. <laughs> okay. North Dakota is going to lose to Massachusetts. Minnesota will beat Boston College. And Minnesota is your national championship. No, UMass is your national championship. I got to do it. I got to do it. So you went from picking North Dakota, who I picked, and then you, you don't even make them. You don't even pick them to make the national championship. No, I don't. Yeah. No. Uh, solely no. on the fact that I picked them to win. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I saw, <laughs> I saw, yeah, that's exactly right. You picked them. So I was like, oh, there's no way he's right. Um, <laughs> Thanks. I saw Boston College lose to UMass Lowell in the, I guess it was the Hockey East semifinals. They lost in double overtime. It was an awesome game, but they blew a three-goal lead in the third period. So just for that, I'm punishing them. But not All right. <laughs> and I had to have a mass team somewhere in there. Okay, so there. that's it. My, my national championship is UMass versus Minnesota, and UMass, the Minutemen, are the national champions. Write it down in pen, in ink, because that's a fact. Well, we both have Minnesota going from the bottom side of the bread, which yeah, makes sure. me feel confident. So mm-hmm. makes me feel confident that there's no way that's that yeah, yeah. Because if we know anything about March Madness, uh, there was no perfect brackets by day two. So yeah, there was no perfect brackets by game one. 
All right. Um, let's let's jump on up to the pros, the NHL. Yeah. Um, what this do you got for us, story. Christian? This yeah, I, have, I haven't heard the story. I've been like out you of the zone, so no. Okay. Referee Tim Peel is banned from NHL games after calling an admittedly soft penalty on Nashville because he wanted to get Nashville in the box early, and that's a quote. So there's a there's a he was mic'd up for the game, and on the broadcast they air this conversation he had with another ref where he says, "Yeah, that was a soft call, but I wanted to get Nashville in the box early." And we don't know why that's the case, but the fact is, is he let his emotions get in the way of, um, you know, acting impartially. So really tough situation. I mean, I think we all know in the back of our minds that stuff like this definitely happens in all sports, not just in hockey. But you, if you're mic'd up, you, I mean, you shouldn't say that anyways, but if you're mic'd up, you absolutely cannot say that. How do you, one, how do you not know you're mic'd up? Obviously, yeah. you do. He and two, know, because they had to come in and put the mic on before they this, <laughs> this is like something out of a movie, and you're like, that yeah. would never happen. Exactly. Yeah. God, it's unbelievable. He's an old guy anyway, so I imagine he was on his way out. But uh, he hates Yeah, Nashville. the NHL senior executive VP Colin Campbell said, nothing is more important than ensuring the integrity of the game. So that, yeah. that was like his quote for uh, firing Mr. Peel, who I assume uh, will not be refing ever again. Uh, yeah. So, God, I don't know. They can't I mean, he's, 50, he's 53, him. though. So, like, he's – they can't technically fire him, I guess, because NHL refs are certified through a different association and then they're independent contractors that don't work for the NHL, but rather with the NHL. I don't know. I read into it. I was like – why this thing banned instead of fired? But so well, yeah. So uh, somebody else could decide to take away a certification, but the NHL doesn't have that power. Well, yeah. So NBC News, um, shout out to David Lee who wrote this story, um, said a rep for the NHL officials association could not be reached, but the union's website still had Peel listed on its roster for active refs as of yesterday afternoon. So. March 24th. Yeah, so, so basically the NHL can say, you're definitely not refing for us ever again. And that's all the power they have. Yeah. Well, but damn. God, what if, I mean, <laughs> funny, isn't it? I mean, you hate to see like a guy lose his job or whatever, but I mean, what a crazy on, situation. Dude. Yeah, it's you gotta be like, smarter. And I, I, I really want to point this out because this just so happens to be the greatest call in baseball history is when that I think it was a Reds announcer said a derogatory comment oh, God, to homosexuals yeah. and then literally is apologizing mid game and someone hits a home run during yeah. his apology. Yeah. <laughs> go look like, go look up Reds yeah. announcer home run. It's the greatest video ever because he's like, you know, I'm a man of faith. I apologize. And that ball's deep to left field, and it's four nothing. It's like the most anticlimactic home run ever. Yeah. But it's just funny because you're like, you messed up, you deserve to be fired, and now you have to call this home run. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, it kind of reminds me of that where it's like, dude, you're mic'd up. Like, you shouldn't be saying it anyway, but you're mic'd up. You did. De you deserve to get fired. I'd love to know his rationale because maybe, and obviously maybe we talk had, about this a maybe lot. Maybe he had uh, the other team on the money line. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Or like we say this a lot on here, but us being fans of teams in the East Division, the Mass Mutual East Division. Um, say it particularly right. The, particularly the Central. Mm -hmm. I don't find myself watching a ton of games in there. So I don't know if Nashville has a tendency to be dirty this year or at least get a lot of penalties. And maybe he's like, we want to control the game. Um, so in that case, it might be just like he got caught on a bad soundbite, but because he's mic'd up the whole game and the NHL investigated and then decided to fire him, it had to be like, I ref Nashville a lot. I hate their coach. I want him in the box early because whatever, because I don't like Nashville. Yeah. Uh, they ended up winning. They ended up beating Detroit two nothing. So it's, it's stick it to him. 
Yeah. But, uh, so good thing I mean, it didn't affect the game. But it's a guy from Detroit. I mean, anyway. Yeah, it's Crazy. funny because it's like that only happens in movies. Yeah. But like, what are you doing, guy? Anyway. Wow. Okay, let's talk about COVID. The Bruins and the Habs both have COVID issues. What is cases, COVID? Yeah, the cases are obviously unidentified. Um, but the Bruins return tonight, and everyone's back off of COVID protocol except for Sean Corrali and Dick, Jake DeBrusque. Corrali was the first guy to go on, so I'm assuming he's patient zero in this situation. Not that it really matters, um, but that's the case. We, we being the Bruins, dodged a bullet as Krejci and Pasternak were both contact traced. But they were cleared for tonight. So, uh, I also They'll saw when I was doing my research for this episode that Rask will be starting tonight. So, yeah, yeah, Rask is back from injury. So, all good things. Speaking of COVID as well, Canada has reduced their mandatory quarantine to seven days ahead of the trade deadline. Uh, is that a coincidence? The trade deadline is April 12th. Is that a coincidence? Probably not. This is the Canadian government being like, hey, Leafs, make a move because now we can play in seven, <laughs> in seven days except for, instead of uh, instead of 14. Yeah, we would like to think the Canadian government, who is housed in Ottawa, is actively rooting for Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, they probably are. They probably are. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like they're going to any uh, Ottawa games. It's an hour and a half away from the city. Yeah, so. I know. Uh, yes, it is not a coincidence. The Canadian government is actively betting on their teams to make big moves at the trade deadline. Right. That's the only yeah. logical explanation with seven days to go as of this recording. It'd be uh, awesome if, like, in the, the press release, they were like, quarantine is from 14 days to seven days. So, for example, if the Toronto Maple Leafs were to trade for a <laughs> lockdown defenseman, a right defenseman, uh, he would only have to quarantine seven days before he could he could step into the lineup. Yeah, and someone specific too, like that, yeah. like Toronto's rumored to get. Like if yeah. Toronto was just so happened to go get Tyson Berry back for the <laughs> remainder of the season. Uh, yeah. Well, Tyson Berry's already in Edmonton, but anyway. Um, to get back to the Bruins, they play the Owls tonight, who are freaking red hot once again. Yeah. Um, so, but we'll talk about them in a second when we do the super 16, we're doing the top six. Now on to some fun news. Ovechkin, uh, we don't talk about, we talk about him a lot, but not enough. Uh, he's at 720 goals. As everyone who watches our show, all six people know Gretzky is at 894. Uh, Gordy Howe's at 801. I, I subconsciously knew that, but Christian reminded me before the show. So 720 puts Ovi at sixth all time by himself, just past Phil Esposito, I believe. Uh, he's 11 behind Marcel Dion for fifth, uh, 30 or 21 behind Brett Hall for fourth, and I don't 46 behind Yager for third. Right, so uh, that puts him 175 goals behind Gretzky. Right, so that's that's the number for his next few days. No. That's the number to beat Gretzky. 175 gives him the title so of greatest scorer all right. time, not even an argument. Um, right. Yeah, statistically. He will catch Dion. Uh, fingers crossed by the end of the season. Uh, he will catch Brett Hull by next season, um, barring a non-full 82-game season. Right. Uh, he will probably catch Yager next season. Uh, at 46 goals. I mean, if he scores 40 again, he catches it. Right. Uh, he scores 10 by the end of the year, 11 by the end of the year. He should. If you had to bet your life savings on Ovi catching Gretzky, yes or no, throw every other factor out, is he catching Gretzky? So I said this before the show. If the records didn't exist and you just said, Ovi has 720 goals right now, how many is he going to end with? I said he's going to score 100 more goals by the end of his career. He's going to be at 820. But I know Ovechkin wants that record. So I think he's going to stick around until either he can't play anymore or until he passes. Would I put my life savings on it? No. I mean, 175 goals is so many. But, God, 
I'm going to say no. I think he gets by the end of his career, he's going to be like 850, and he's just going to have to hang it up. I don't know if he gets 850, he's there, you know. Yeah, he's um, 44 goals away, and at that point, he, <laughs> I mean, that I mean, at the rate he's at now, you'd say that's one season, but no, I get you know, it. So, uh, if he's going to decline or not, if I had to bet my life savings, it would also be no, and here's why. Yeah, he is very savings. well. I don't have that much, but okay. um, <laughs> so I should say yes. Um, he has been vocal about wanting to go back to Russia to play with his KHL team he like grew up with, really. Um, while he still has game left in his skates, so that's what scares me, but. I think if he if you are right on the money and he leaves the game in four years with eight hundred and seventeen goals, he's still unarguably to me the greatest goal scorer of all time. Uh, yeah, I think I think you're right about that. If he um, passes eight hundred, to me, there's not an argument. There's a it's such a different game now. Agreed. And he will be the only person ever to get eight hundred again. And I think part of it is. Gretzky wasn't a goal scorer, as ridiculous as that sounds. That's not what he's known for. So when yeah. you talk about Wayne – I mean, if Wayne Gretzky had 894 goals and 890 assists, you'd be like, that's a goal scorer. That's the greatest goal scorer ever. It's not even disputed. But he had, what, 1,200 assists? Something stupid? No, he had 1,900. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has more assists than anyone has points. Uh, he has so two, obvi- over 2,000 assists. Yeah. Obviously, he's a goal – I mean, obviously – Gretzky's a playmaker and Ovechkin is a goal scorer. So he's the best um, at his role to ever do. Yeah, he has more. He has 2,000 assists because he's the only player ever to get 2,000 yeah. points. I and said 1,200. It's like, it's yeah. like 2,100. It's, it's flipped. Um, yeah, so that's where I, to me, it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to get, he's going to pass. Um, God, what's his name? I'm blanking. Gordy Howe, obviously. Yeah. At eight oh one, so yeah, if he does that, he's a, he's the greatest goal scorer ever. But I think that's the last record he's going to break as an NHL player. I'd okay, love to see so, him pass because, like, ha- being able to say you saw the person play who has the most goals of all time, that'd be awesome, dude. I text my, my Capitals group chat all the time. I'm like, how lucky are we? Like, yeah. we it sucks that we only have one cup. And especially right. for Ovechkin, because he's not put in the category of Crosby, who has three. He's not put in the category of, you know, other guys like that who have multiple, who have led their teams to multiple cups. But to witness the amount of history that Ovechkin puts on, you know, that he carries on his shoulders. Um, I mean, that's why he has gray hair. Um, I want I want to correct myself. Gretzky has nineteen hundred and sixty three assists, so I thought he was over yeah. two thousand. The guy in second is Ron Francis with 1249. So, I mean, anyway, yeah. Um, so the only person ever to pass 2,000 points, I know that for a fact. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's all I got on that. Speaking of how lucky we are to witness things, Matt, we are blessed to be witnessing the worst hockey team in the history <laughs> of the sport. The Buffalo Sabres have lost 15 games in a row. They are now 6-21-4. Okay, so the worst hockey team ever is the inaugural season Capitals. Capitals, yeah. What was their record? I think they had like 19 points that season. 1974 Capitals. Yeah. Um, they have like all the records for worst season. They were eight sixty seven and five. Okay. Yeah. So Buffalo's already better, I think. Just like you know, as win, a win percentage. It's not even close. Yeah. But, right. uh, yeah, that team was. They had twenty one points in an eighty two game season, um, or an eighty game season. In goals against, they were dead last in the league. In goals for, they were dead last in the league. But also. Let's put it into perspective. In 1974, there was no salary cap. So it was like this guy who's rich teams were great, poor teams were, yeah. Yeah, like this guy who was bagging groceries part time and also playing hockey. You can have him in the expansion draft. We don't want him. Whereas now the Sabres have a heart trophy winner. 
Like we talked about this last episode. Taylor Hall is top 100 greatest player to ever play the game. You can't argue that because he's won a Hart Trophy. So the yeah. fact that they've lost, he can't will his team to one win against a bum team is is insane. And he's not even the best player on his team. No. There are two better players. I mean, he's playing bad, but there are legitimately two players who are better than him in Rostos Dahlin and obviously Jack Eichel. And Those Jeff Skinner's are, a bum, and he's playing yeah. better than <laughs> yeah. Taylor Hall. Yeah, God, are they bad. Taylor Hall might get $3 million next year. Like, we're talking – he signed a one-year contract for over $8 million to, to go to a cup team he said he wanted to go to. And not only is he not on a cup team, he's on the worst team in hockey. Um, if I were him, I would be begging Buffalo to ship him out. God. But no one's going to take that $8 million contract midseason. Yeah, for one year. I have a hard time believing someone's going to do it. Uh, but the Sabres are fun to watch in that the team that they're playing against, you get to see how good they are, which is a legitimate reason why I watch Sabres games sometimes. I watched the Pittsburgh game last night and it was just like, wow, look at how good Crosby is. Just because he skates circles around the worst NHL team I've ever seen. It's like when Clemson plays South Carolina Citadel. State. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Citadel was the best defense we faced all year, statistically. So weird, so, so weird. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, they are bad. I don't know why the front office should hire us. Uh, Ottawa and Buffalo were available to run your franchises because whoever's hey, doing Ottawa, it now. Ottawa's looking up. If, if there were a bet – that they'd win the Stanley Cup in the next five years, I would take it. What? Yeah. <laughs> For low money, right? I mean, Dude, they're all, the odds yeah, like plus no, 10, I'd, put a, I'd put a dollar <laughs> on it and win, win $1,000 if it ever happened. But, but yeah, they draft so well. Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk, um, Tim Stutzel is great. They're so young. And they have Matt Murray locked up now, who's actually playing well this year. They also have a million – draft picks but right don't sleep on them i mean they, sleep they on tend them. to sleep trade all their, they tend to trade all their best prospects so yeah they do. anyway but yeah all right i think that's it for our news let's get to the nhl.com super 16 uh we did the top six i want to do the top five but uh you'll see why after yeah. we do the top six um go ahead i'm gonna find the game of the week so i can get the details right okay Number one is Tampa Bay Lightning. They've yet to be dethroned. I mean, they haven't been number one for a couple of weeks this year, but they deserve to be number one because they're the best team in hockey. Vasilevsky has won 12 straight starts, which is a lightning record. Good for him. He'll tie the NHL record for most consecutive wins by a goalie if he wins his next two. Uh, he's a perennial heart contender. It's becoming one of those things where voter fatigue is going to be the only reason why he doesn't win the heart trophy because I think he's the best goalie in hockey. It's just like, how do you decide because the team in front of him is so good? But Vasilevsky is the best goalie in hockey as, as it stands, at least in my eyes. Uh, literally no disagreements for me uh, other than Vitek Banachek. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean – So someone – Go ahead. You win 12 straight starts. I mean, oh, we were talking about Flurry, and he was like 9-0-1 to start the season. Um, I mean, that was insanely impressive. But to win, to go 12-0 and in 12 starts, um, mm. I mean, I I hope for the, the kid that he gets the – I mean, he's only like 26. Um, it's wild. I hope for him that he gets the record. Uh, How about – But, yes. What? We were just talking about front offices. How about having the gall to move on from Ben Bishop at the top of his game and stick with Vasilevsky? If you're a Lightning executive, imagine how difficult a decision that had to be. And it's so it more than paid off already. And it's going to continue to pay off. I mean, Bishop took them to the 2015 yeah. final. And then in 2016, they were like, nah. We're gonna go with this twenty, uh, this yeah. twenty-one year old. Yeah, he is twenty-six. So, um, yeah, he's gonna be around for a while. But he, I mean, he is the reason that they're playing so well. Yeah, agreed. Okay, let's get to another team with great goaltending. 
the Vegas Golden Knights. So Robin Leonard just returned, and he's 2-0 with three goals allowed after he got a concussion. And that's in replacing the hottest goalie in hockey besides Vasilevsky and Marc-Andre Fleury. So Robin Leonard, I'm sure now that he's healthy, is going to bear a lot of that weight because Fleury played probably like 20 of 24 games to start the, or in the middle of this season. So hopefully they can take a load off there. And then I'm sure Fleury will, I mean, not that he's not the starter anymore, but he's going to step in as starter once the playoffs come because he's one of the best players in hockey this year. They're going to have a tough decision when playoffs come like they did last year. Um, Especially if he continues to play so well. Yeah, they both are just such stud goalies, and you you can't really go wrong with either one. I think a two-goalie system isn't the right decision, so you have to pick one. But it's almost like ride with one until they give you a reason not to. Um, So we'll see, but Vegas is so good, dude. Yeah, yeah, they just beat up on teams. Number three, a bit of a surprise to me at least. The Carolina Hurricanes, led by Dougie Hamilton, who's a 12-point point streak, 12-game point streak from the blue line. Um, yeah, longest for a defenseman in the NHL this season and in Hurricanes slash Hartford Whalers franchise history. Dougie Hamilton, wow, good for him. He's a former Bruin. Why can't we get guys like that? He we're is searching, a former Bruin. We're searching for goals. Um, this isn't about the Bruins. This is about the, this is about the Hurricanes. I need to remind myself. But, Pro, pronou- pronounce this goalie's name because I'm not yeah, even sure. I was just going to say Alex Achu. Bless you. <laughs> Needles- Nadell Nad- Djokovic. Yeah, Nadell. <laughs> Nadell. It's like I- the two greatest men's tennis players put together, <laughs> Nadal Djokovic. Wow, it is. Uh, I think it's Nadelkovic. Now that I say that, I feel like I've heard that. <laughs> Nadal Djokovic. Doesn't it look like that? Yeah. Um, okay, Alex Nadal Djokovic is 5-0 <laughs> with a 1.6 goals against and a 944 save percentage in six starts since March 1st. I've never even I heard of this I hadn't even team. heard of this guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, good for Carolina. That, yeah, that you, you need a second goalie. It's so, so important. We talk about it too much, but I don't think you can talk about it enough. That's so crucial. I – so – I'm kind of like bitter towards Carolina and the, you know, the whole backstory of them, like trying to pick a rivalry with the caps, which doesn't yeah, really make so sense, weird. Yeah. but I love the environment in rock. Like it's such a hockey town, uh, which is crazy because I mean, it's not really crazy because Duke and UNC suck uh, basketball now. Um, so, <laughs> and they're good, never like, good at football. So I'm so glad Carolina is like good again. Um, you know, that year they won the cup in 06 is the year that got me into hockey. Cam Ward, uh, rookie goalie, won 15 yeah. games that year that year in the Cam playoffs. Uh, Rob Brennamore, Justin Williams. You know, guys like that got me into hockey. Um, and, of course, Rob Brennamore is the coach now. So, I'm pumped for Carolina to be good again. Um, hockey in the South seems to be uh, oh, where it's at. I mean, Tampa being the best team in the league. Carolina being obviously third in the um, power rankings. So, right. And you go back and Tampa won last year. And when Nashville was making their run, remember like Carrie Underwood because Mike Fisher is her husband. Smashville. Got, yeah. yeah. Smashville. They were getting that going. Yeah. Hawking the South. I mean, we had two, two teams in the South in the finals last year. Yeah. Hockey out West is big too. Uh, so I'm excited to hockey. Get- stonks for hockey or. Are- on the way up, right? Yeah. This PN deal. Stonks. Stonks, yeah. Uh, if you don't get that meme, I'm not going to explain it. Uh, number four, the Washington Capitals. Ohio State University. Yeah, the, the Ohio University. Uh, the yeah. Oral Roberts University. Yeah. Um, the Caps, eight and two in their last 10. They were nine, one and oh in their last 10 a couple games ago. Dude, they're, they're on cold, is what you're telling me. Because yeah, they suck. Um, it's the best 10-game stretch in the league, if I'm correct. Yeah, so 8-2, and two, the Caps, the Islanders, and the Lightning are all 8-2 in their last 10. Um, yeah. I mean, this team, I love this team so much. Um, I don't think we're going to make any moves at the deadline. We don't need to. Yeah, uh, Unless we so go get a veteran goalie, but – 
it's so Capitals brand hockey too. Like exactly what you think the Capitals are, basically just by watching Alex Ovechkin, that's exactly what the Caps are. Plus Nick Backstrom is like our leading goal scorer this year, which is yeah. awesome because he's like totally he's buying into scorer. the yeah. – he's like buying into the I'm a goal scorer like theme we got going. <laughs> um, Tom Wilson's back from suspension after that BS suspension. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I you know, I love this team. Uh, Carlo is not yet back, so I hope you feel guilty about what you just said. I don't. Um, yeah, they're huge. When you play against them, you physically, you literally notice watching on TV how big this team is. So they're going to be hard yeah. to beat once. Speaking of starts playing speaking of Boston game. giving away defensemen, I was absolutely on the don't sign charge train, um, and he gives up a bunch of goals. But he's such a good penalty killer, and yeah, he, he just bullies people. Um, which is good yet? because it, nah, I don't know. Wait till he fights someone. It's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. He ragdolls people and he probably won't fight because Wilson fights, but it's nice to take the load off Wilson a little bit with the, you know, the scrums after stoppages and stuff, but this seems yeah, like a good I'm... time for that, Matt, actually fighting is making a comeback this year because good. there's no fans. There's no fans to bring energy so how are you going to get it you go get your face beat in by the biggest guy on the other team yeah right? and that gets your let's get like evander king because the fan yeah because the guys the fans can't do it and you're i bankrupt. love it i hope i hope more fighting sticks around it'll probably subside as the fans get back but again like nothing gets the fans going like a fight so i hope fighting is not here to stay because it was always here but i hope it's it's like fully back also, it seems like every team in the league has decided to let fans back, except for the Caps, uh, which is unfortunate for my dad and Jerry as season ticket holders. So. Yeah, that's thanks. Yeah. Uh, number five, Christian. The New York Islanders, one of the hottest teams in hockey. Uh, rookie, other than the Caps, I'll give them their due. Rookie goalie Ilya Sorokin has won eight straight games since February 16th. Uh, he had to step in when almost said Ollie Shesterkin. There's no way his name is Ollie. Why did I say It's uh, Varlamov, right? Var- what? Varlamov Shesterkin? No, Igor Shesterkin. That's what it is. Nope. I, that's the Rangers. That's literally a different hockey team. Yeah, I'm like, I'm what talking. are you talking about? Yeah, he, he like stepped Varlamov in when hurt? Varlamov went down, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. So it's the same situation. Maybe that's why I'm confused because I'm Shesterkin like, what? Also hurt who is? God, I know bad. who Shesterkin is. I'm just that's like. A bad, no, that's a bad. But he's playing well, which is huge. Rookie forward Wallstrom, Oliver Wallstrom, has scored six points in six games since March 13th. They're really high on him, and they should be because he's going to be special. Yeah, the Islanders are so hot. Are they peaking at the wrong time? Who knows? That happened last year, remember, because they they were the hottest team in hockey, and then they lost 13 games in a row. Then they were the worst team in hockey, and then they beat the Caps in the playoffs. But it's kind of like the – we talked about having to overcome things before you're successful. The lightning having to overcome their getting sweeped in the first round as one of the best teams ever in the regular season. So the Islanders now with a little more experience about sustaining their success, I think they'll make a run in the playoffs. Plus Trotz is, if I'm correct, the fifth winningest hockey coach of all time. He knows, yeah, some he knows how to get the guys going. So for sure. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm not worried about the Isles making the playoffs. I think I fifth is I, honestly this top five so far is spot on to me. Agreed. And number um, six. All right, number six. Too, yeah, my team. Colorado Avs, Avalanche. <laughs> the the Avs. Um, Nathan McKinnon uh, returned after a three game absence. He has scored thirteen points in eight games because that's what Nate McKinnon does. That's what the dog um, does. Have you heard that story about Nathan McKinnon where TMZ came up to him asking him about something? He was like, why are you talking to me? Like, TMZ, yeah, yeah, yeah. TMZ is supposed to go with celebrities. I love that story. It yeah, I'm pretty sure you years. said that on the pod. Oh, yeah, I probably did. Um, anyway, Colorado second in the – what is the Central Division's – They're in the West, aren't they? No. The Discover? What yeah, is Central is Division's uh, 
I'm blanking. I think Bob. it is Discover. But I thought Colorado was in the West. Here we go. The Discover Central Division. Uh, number one and two, Vegas Golden Knights, Colorado Avalanche. They happen to both be. Yeah, Colorado is in the West. In the West. I don't know the what Honda I'm talking about, division. dude. That's right. That's right. They're, they're in the Central usually. So I'm yeah. losing my mind. Um, yeah. It's been a long week back from spring break. Let's go out west. The Honda West Division, first and second in the division, Vegas, Golden Knights, Colorado Avs. They play tonight, Thursday. I keep looking at my watch because I don't know what day it is. The 26th, I believe, 25th. 25th. And then they play on Saturday as well. Um, We've highlighted this game before because they played in the outdoor game uh, on Lake Tahoe. But every time they play, it's fireworks. So I I definitely want to highlight it because, again – Vegas is one of the hottest teams in hockey. Nathan McKinnon is one of the hottest players in hockey right now. It's going to be a phenomenal game. What do you mean game. by that? Uh, 13 points in eight games. Okay, just making sure you weren't talking about his pleasing good looks. I mean, he's definitely a good-looking guy. So, <laughs> um, Anyway, yeah. So, I got Colorado sweeping and taking the lead in the division. All right, Vegas sweeps. Okay. We never agree. We can't agree. And you can't say split because obviously they're going to split. It, almost every good team series splits every single time. So, like, you can't just say that. Uh, yeah, so Vegas 7-3 in their last 10 and Colorado 7-1-2. So, essentially 7-3 in the last 10. Um, yeah, the Avs can take the lead in the Honda West Division, not the Central, the Honda West Division if they win both. So. Yeah, and those two are going to battle it out. It doesn't seem like anyone else is really in the hunt to win that division. I know Minnesota's really hot right now. I'm, I'm sure if we kept going, Minnesota would probably be in the top 10. They're playing really well recently. But, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to challenge those two teams for winning that division. Um, I, I can just name the top 10. Florida's at seven. Toronto's at eight. Wow, what a fall from grace they have. They're four and six in their last ten. Uh, the Bruins are at nine, and the Wild are at ten. So. Yeah, I saw that. We went from 11 to nine in a week where we didn't play a game. So what does that tell you about our team? It tells you that when we play games, it's not good for us, and when we don't, it is good. Well, because it means you, you can't guys, You guys are on a two-game win streak. Uh, yeah, I mean, you it haven't felt like we were building stuff. momentum before Sean Corrali got COVID. Thank you, Sean. Uh, <laughs> and Winnipeg's at 11, which is interesting because they're now second in the North division. So, um, yeah, Edmonton, Edmonton followed race a little bit, but McDavid still has a hundred points in 20 games. So don't even yeah. look it up. Cause that's a fact. NHL stats. Here we go. Before we hop off, let's see how many points McDavid has. 60. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So, he has 60. Dreisaito has 50, who's in second. Patrick Kane has 44. Wow. That's not – I mean, he – So, this is an interesting dynamic because you watch basketball, like, for this tournament, and you realize that a single player can have an enormous effect on a game. Like, if a game is not going well, one player getting hot from three-point or even not from three-point, just getting hot in general, can change the tides of the game. I've never seen an NHL player who can do that. Like, cause hockey's such a different sport. Even the best players are on the ice for 22 minutes a game. That's only a little bit more than a third of the game. He can, uh, they were playing, God, who were they playing? Winnipeg. And they were down two nothing and he scored immediately. And he had the puck for an entire minute, 10 shift. It was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen in my life. And of course, at the end of the shift, he scores. He literally takes over hockey games and McKinnon is the same. But it's so – I've said this before. It's interesting when you get a guy in hockey where if you ask someone who's not a hockey fan who doesn't know hockey, like, who's the best player on the ice? McDavid and McKinnon are two guys that everybody can tell when they're on the ice and that they're the best players there. Matthews. Matthews as well. Um, If I asked you who's leading in goals, who would you say? Who's leading the league in goals? Oh, is it – dude, is it Mika Zibanejad? No. Is he up there? Because he had four he's, goals in a game. So he's not even top ten. Okay. Who leads the league <laughs> in goals? I don't know. 
Austin Matthews, mm-hmm. and Connor McDavid. I thought, I thought you were asking assists. that question as like a, it's not expected, but it's the only two people you'd expect. Who leads in assists? McDavid. And it's not even close. So the fact that he, we are almost at the trade deadline and he leads in goals and assists. Give him the heart now. I don't, I don't care. Um, 60 points. And let me see how many games they've played. It's crazy. Dude. It's almost two points a game. This guy's stupid. I honestly hate him. He's ruining the game. <laughs> uh, Hedman leads the league in points for defensemen. Shocker. He is so good. He's um, the and Tyson Berry's second, who good for him. is now in Edmonton. So, yeah. I mean, we're talking about a power play for Edmonton that is probably, you know, the number one factor for Drysaddle McDavid and Tyson Berry all being in the top two. Uh, in their respective categories. So. Probably, and Barry isn't even in the discussion for Norris. Another defenseman on his team, Darnell Nurse, is, which is wild. He's up there in defensive points. He's not even the best defenseman on his team. Yeah, he's seventh in points. So they, which would mean that they're probably underachieving as the four seed right now. They should probably be playing better. No? If, I mean, if they have two of the best defensemen and arguably the two best forwards in the league. Not even, arguably. Yeah. The two best forwards in the league. Right. Um, and the best player of our generation, I mean, you could say that now. Um, and no one's ever going to catch Gretzky, so it's a different category. But if I had to argue who's going to be second by the time we pass away in, in 80 points. years, yeah, um, it's not going to – I don't know if McDavid puts up the points, but we're talking about just sheer skill. I mean, he might be the most – he is the most talented player that's ever played the game. Yeah. Skating. Gretzky has his, admitted that before. So Yeah. Um, so anyway, and we talk about him every episode because we have to, but, um, anyway, yeah, that's all I got. It's fun to watch. Do yourself a favor and get some Connor McDavid in your life. That's all I got for this episode. Go Caps. We play the Devils tonight, so. Go Minutemen, even though I chose not to go to UMass and to come here instead. Well, so obviously if Providence was in the bracket, you would have picked them. Yeah. Yeah, right, because that's my team. All right. We'll see you all next week. So go minimum. See ya.